Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We're going to be joined by Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio to talk a little bit about Arkansas and Kentucky, that game happening tonight. Prayers up for the Arkansas Razorbacks. We'll get into some nonsense, some other storylines. But I do want to start with Arkansas and Kentucky basketball because this was once, I consider it a rivalry. I really do. And that's actually something we'll ask Jack about is how the Kentucky fans feel about Arkansas. But I felt like it was a rivalry at one point. Arkansas basketball, Kentucky basketball. Nolan Richardson versus Rick Pitino. And then, I guess, of course, it came Tubby Smith after that. But there was always some highly competitive games between these two teams. And I have always felt like that Arkansas basketball was the closest to ever having a true legitimate rivalry with Kentucky. Now, football, there's no rivalry. There's not. There's not a true, legit rivalry. Baseball, I don't even know how much rivalries actually exist in college baseball but I don't think Arkansas has one of those and so basketball with Kentucky was the closest I think that most people felt like they were going to get at least for the most part so with all that said it's amazing how these two teams and these two programs with a lot of history that they have and the disdain that they have with each other is always in their games having some added and extra chippiness I think that's great I think that's great for the SEC. It's great for college basketball that even though Kentucky nine out of 10 years, maybe even more than that, will be a better team than Arkansas. There's at least some added pressure and some excitement added to this game. And so when I'm looking at the game tonight between Arkansas and Kentucky, Arkansas is not going to win. They're, they're not. They're not a good enough team. Kentucky's just way too talented. But you see a team like Kentucky and a program like Kentucky and what they've been able to do, and then you look at where Arkansas is at right now, and it really just makes you sad in a way, but also makes you understand that the SEC especially, and even college basketball in some sort of way, needs Arkansas and Kentucky to be rivals, needs them to be good. And when I mean good, I mean great. I mean elite. I mean competing for championships year in and year out. That's what this league needs. That's what both these programs need. And that's what college basketball needs. I felt like you really had something there. At one point in time, you really had something to where you could mold into a rivalry between these two teams. And I don't think it's completely gone. Obviously, Kentucky is far and away a better program than Arkansas. But I think all it takes is the right years, the right consistency, the right recruiting, the right players, the right coach. And once all that comes together for Arkansas and they find some consistency in it, I don't see why it can't be that next level type of rivalry because it makes so, things so much better. Because you know, just think back, if you're a diehard Razorback fan, you grew up a Razorback fan, and if you remember the years of the early to mid-90s when Arkansas basketball was at its pinnacle, you remember what those Kentucky basketball games were like, where it seemed like Arkansas would always win the regular season matchup, but Kentucky would always win the conference tournament matchup. And it just seemed like there. if you just look back at some of the players that went through those programs during that time, it was just awesome. It was amazing. And it was something that I feel like a lot of people long for, not just Kentucky and Arkansas fans, but just basketball fans in general. And I'll just say this from my own personal experience, too, is that I hate Kentucky basketball. I do. I, I 
I have no issues with some of the media people over there, and I know that this is supposed to be an objective type of mentality I have on this podcast, but you let's be I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. I grew up a Razorback fan. I want the Razorbacks to do well. I want them to perform well, which means it comes along with the territory that I just don't like Kentucky basketball. Never have, and I never will. I don't like John Calipari. I never have, and I never will. Now, that's not to sit here and say that it's it's all about jealousy and envy, which I'm sure is what a lot of Kentucky people would say about that comments. And you know what? That's fine. Maybe it is a little bit. But I did not like Kentucky basketball before John Calipari arrived, and I did not like Calipari before he arrived at Kentucky. I hate them both. And so now you add this into the mix to where it's like you want to beat them so much more because of that fact. And I've had some run-ins with some Kentucky basketball fans, and I will tell you, folks, Say what you want about Alabama or LSU football fans or Auburn fans or A&M fans, whatever it is in football. To me, it doesn't hold a candle to the absolute insanity and ridiculousness of Kentucky basketball fans. Like, I'm talking about next-level stuff. I remember when I had my radio show up in Fayetteville, uh, I had Mike Irwin of KNWA on my show once a week. And it all per- timely, uh, perfectly timed out to where Mike came on the show with me when uh, I had the, the guest, because it was the morning. Yeah, so it was a Tuesday morning. I'll never forget. Or Wednesday morning. So Wednesday morning, and Malik Monk had committed to Kentucky. Well, on social media, was everywhere. And my show was just an hour and a half away from starting when Malik Monk made that decision. And I had Mike in studio. And I'll never forget it because... You know, I was going through my show prep, and I think it was pretty obvious what we were going to open the show with and talking about Malik Monk and him committing to Kentucky. And Mike was sitting on the other side of me. There was nothing crazy said before the show or any show prep. And then I just set it up to say, this is what happened. Mike, what do you think? And he went on one of the most infamous rants of any sports rant I've ever heard about Malik Monk and about the Monks and about Kentucky and about Mike Anderson and about everything. And it was truly a sight to behold. And if none of you remember that, I, who knows? Just ask me about it. I'll make sure to share the link with you. I think it's still up on SoundCloud. But it was just epic. And, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And I agreed with a lot of that he said. Well, anyways, I put it up on social media and whatnot. I just let everybody else hear it. And they were all the Razorback fans were all for it. Well, then Kentucky basketball fans get a hold of it. And the media gets a hold of it. And it gets out of control quick. I'm at a Razorback basketball game that night. I leave, or I'm going down to the press conference after the game had ended, and all of a sudden my phone is blowing up with notifications. And I'm looking down. I was like, what is happening? And then I see that they had gotten a hold of that SoundCloud clip, and I had Kentucky fans tweeting at me. Now, I know that every fan base has a lot of bad fans, but some of the things that were said to me by Kentucky basketball fans through social media, things that were tweeted about me, about my family, <laughs> about everything that they could possibly find about me was absolutely and totally insane. I'll never forget that. And it was just went on for a few days. So after experiencing that, I understand why people hate Kentucky so much and hate their fans so much. Like, I hate Ashley Judd. And I think that that's what's fueled my disdain for him. I didn't I didn't really necessarily like him before that, but when that happened and seeing the same, some of the things that they said to me personally, uh, I don't think I can ever get over that. And, you know, maybe it's just from a personal perspective. 
But those are the types of things that I know has happened to me and has happened to other people. And those are the types of things that can happen to a team and another team that can start a rivalry. It's all about what you can do on the court, though. If Arkansas can ever get back to a level to where they're competing for national championships or at least competing for top 25 rankings, like always being in a top, a perennial top 25 team, that rivalry will re, be rebuilt with Arkansas and Kentucky. And it'll be fantastic. And I'll love every single second of it. I'm just hoping it happens. I don't know when it will be, but I'm hoping it does. Because it makes Arkansas fans more energetic and more intrigued by the rivalry. It makes Kentucky actually have somebody that they that serves a lot of similarities as far as culture and where they're at uh, between Arkansas and Kentucky. Uh, I think that it all would be best served if everybody... And just think how much fun that would be as you as a Razorback basketball fan if you knew that Kentucky... Like it was a it was a real legitimate fight every single year. It was a dog fight every game that you played each other. That's what makes college basketball fun. That's what continues to make college basketball fun. But my hope is that Arkansas can get back to that point. They're so far off right now to Kentucky, it's not even close. But my hope again is that here in the coming years, something will happen, something will change. That'll make Arkansas into a program that's nationally relevant once again and competing not just trying to get into the NCAA tournament, but competing for national championships. It's a tall order to ask for. But I'm not giving up hope, and neither should you. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Jack, really appreciate you joining us this morning. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. We've talked a little bit about this game, and it's uh, we're not expecting much out of the Razorbacks tonight. They've been struggling <laughs> as of late, and Kentucky's probably playing as good as they have all season long. But we'll just start right there with Kentucky basketball. They lost pretty heavily there in the very first game against Duke, and they've had a few slip-ups here and there, but overall Kentucky is playing really well. Just as far as the season has gone and what people had for the expectations, is this about right on track where they expect Kentucky to be and how are fans feeling right now about the program under John Calipari this year? Well, going into the year, um, there were there were expectations that this was the Final Four team or bust. Um, you know, you look at the roster top to bottom, you, you know, it was, it was hard to find a flaw at all. There, there were pieces on the team that could that can shoot, um, you know, massive lineup up, up, uh, up front in the front court. Um, you know, it was really hard to find anything that, that was worrisome going into the year, and then the Duke game happened. And then you're like, okay, so maybe this team isn't what we thought we were. You know, kind of had to go back to the drawing board a little bit. But as the season's gone on, they had to slip up against Seton Hall, and then obviously the, um, you know, opening conference play game against uh, Alabama. Um, but ever since then, I mean, this team has just been rolling and kind of been the team that we all kind of expected going into the year. Um, you know, when Reed Travis went down uh, against Missouri last week, obviously that was a big problem. And, um, you know, he's been such a – even if he's not putting up 20 points, 10 rebounds a game like he's capable of, you know, he's just such a, a dominant, you know, person not only on the floor as far as, you know, holding his position against, you know, you know bigger bigger guys in the front court or, you know, just being a leader in the locker room. He just kind of – he's a kind of do-it-all type player. Um, so to have him gone – Everybody was really wondering how UK would respond, especially in the front court. But, you know, this past weekend, uh, or I guess Tuesday would be, uh, EJ Montgomery and Nick Richards, you know, played, you know, uh, one heck of a game. Uh, PJ Washington's continuing to look like the SEC player of the year. You know, some people are even putting him in talks of national player of the year contention. Uh, I don't think he's going to win that. But just, just to 
for him to be in that conversation is up there. So yeah, this this program um, after a pretty surprising start to the season, I mean things are looking really, really, really good for uh, Kentucky right now. Well, let me just ask you about this because obviously I, I've got to watch Kentucky a few times this year, but not to the full extent that you have. And you mentioned that the start that they get off to. Is it just me or does it seem like this is always Kentucky because of the amount of young players that they have and all that where they kind of start off slow and then they really get it going as of late? Is that a trend? And what and what causes that? Is it just the team figuring it out and getting the chemistry down? What makes them turn it on so quick and so late or midway through the point of SEC play where they're able to get it going? Well, and that's kind of what the big, you know, the big, the the big issue was at the start because everybody talked about how you know PJ Washington was back for a sophomore year. He had you know uh, NCAA tournament experience. Nick Richards was back at the time. Quade Green was back, who had you know played very valuable minutes last year at the point guard spot. Uh, and then you obviously had Reed Travis come in, who's a graduate transfer. So those this team so young, you know, th- those talks weren't really, uh, you know part of the conversation it kind of felt like that 2014-15 team where they had that perfect mix of veteran leadership and young talent and you know that that team was able to jump right out right out the gates and dominate and we just kind of expected this to be a similar trend but um yeah this this was definitely a a situation where the you know the deer in the headlights situation came on where they were just very the young guys played way younger than they they probably actually were um, the older guys still, you know, they were still finding their groove. Uh, Reed was still trying to find his his footing uh, with the program. It was just this one of those situations where not everything was, you know, firing all cylinders. And, and um, you know, as the season's gone on, Calipari has said several times that this is this is a team that is um, actually playing better than he thought they were. Um, you know, they're more advanced. He was able to teach more advanced things in practice. You know, just a couple months into the season and. Um, I mean that that overall team youth that kind of showed right away is is not there at all. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just that's just the thing with Calipari teams. You know, this this fan base has a tendency of you know chicken little sky is falling when a couple of early early losses happen and think oh this team's headed to the NIT. This team, <laughs> you know, not what everybody's expecting, and then go figure. Right around uh, postseason play, this team's looking like a championship contender, and everybody's back on the bandwagon. And it's you know rewind, repeat. It's it's just another year <laughs> under John Calipari. I'm speaking with Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio right now on the Morning Rush. Jack, let's talk a little bit about this game tonight. Obviously, Kentucky is a really strong team. Arkansas's had their struggles, but just from what you've seen from Kentucky. Is there a weakness that they have? If, if a team was going to come into Rupp Arena, which does not happen very often, a team like Arkansas or a team like anybody is going to come into Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky, what are the things that they're going to have to exploit from Kentucky to get out of there with a victory? What's their weakness? Well, they had been struggling a lot lately with um, length down down low. If, if you know a player like Grant Williams, you know a, a beefier um, kind of play below the rim type player. Kentucky's been pretty good at containing those type of guys, the long, athletic guys. You know, even like your Daniel Gaffords, for instance. Um, you know, the, those are the type of guys that, that have been usually um, been able to put a hurting on Kentucky. But um, Auburn kind of has a bunch of players similar to that, and and with Reed gone, EJ and Nick Richards kind of step right in and uh, kind of flip the script on that. So that was that was one of the main flaws. Um, you know. You look in the backcourt, you know, Ashton Hagens, 
he had a streak where he was looking like the best point guard in the SEC, and then um, yeah, I think he got a little bit too full of himself there for a while, and the uh, offensive struggles. You know, he, he turnovers started going up, and points started going down, and this overall efficiency out of him was. Um, you know, he's kind of the he the, the team starts and goes with with um, with Ashton Hagens with with his defensive intensity and him just kind of controlling the offense when. When he took over from from Quade Green uh, after Quade decided to transfer to Washington, um, you know this team just kind of took the, that next step up um, and kind of just went along with him. If he was playing well, the whole team was playing well. If he played poorly, then the entire team played poorly. So I think those, you know, if if the front court, if the Arkansas front court is able to, you know, use their length to, um, you know, make an impact, that that's a big storyline. And then just. How Ashton Higgins plays. If he if they can make him uncomfortable and and he goes out gets off to a poor start, then that's that's when we start getting into the um, you know the the worrisome moments a little bit. Now, Jack, we've been discussing a little bit this morning. Obviously, uh, Kentucky's favored in this game and probably will win tonight. But between these two programs, when Arkansas first joined the SEC, uh, there was a lot of back and forth when you had Nolan Richardson and Rick Pitino. It was it was a budding rivalry, if you will. Uh, earlier in that time and there's been a few games here and there that Arkansas and Kentucky have gone battled and back and forth and all that stuff but Razorback fans hate Kentucky basketball that, that's just the way it is but I'm sure a lot of people hate Kentucky basketball too for various yep. reasons but I'm just curious yep. what are what do Kentucky fans feel about a place like Arkansas or a program like Arkansas is there still any type of bitterness for, or rivalry from those old days are they just another SEC team how do Kentucky fields fans feel about Arkansas and the program in general I think it's kind of a uh, – it's not a rivalry that's discussed, you know, heavily throughout, you know, the college basketball scene or, or, you know, even locally all that much. But, you know, it seems like every single year there's there's a little bit of extra chippiness that goes on. You know, the, the coaching the coaching matchup is a little bit more fiery than some of the other, you know, Calipari's best friends with everybody, but you don't really see that against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, you know, I I don't think it's a you know major rivalry. I, I know there are a lot of Kentucky fans that are you know worried that this is a trap game because you know the team doesn't really focus. This is you know this is a bunch of seventeen, eighteen year old kids that they don't know about the kind of history of this this rivalry and uh, you know kind of what goes into it. So they're kind of worried that this is going to be a you know a trap game coming off the Auburn game and then going into Tennessee on on Saturday. Um, so I definitely think there's, there's a little bit to, um, that rivalry aspect, at least from a coaching standpoint that you can tell the, the two leaders of both programs don't like each other all that much. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit of that tonight. Well, I hope we get able to see that, at least keep it entertaining for the most part, because I don't know if the game itself will be that entertaining, but uh, maybe the chi- maybe the chippiness along with it will go uh, hand in hand. But, you know, and I also want to get into just the, the SEC in general, because obviously Kentucky is always going to be the team that's leading the pack year in and year out. Uh, they have the most talent. They're always going to be a team that's going to be a national championship contender. And it's been that way pretty much since Cal has arrived at Kentucky. But you never really had any other programs, maybe Florida here and there or another program here or there that's been able to step up. But this year, it seems like you have three legitimate contenders, not only for the SEC, but maybe even for a Final Four National Championship in Kentucky, Tennessee, and LSU. Uh, What have you seen from the conference and how it's been able to build up to this point and getting more competitive at a higher level? And also, do you think it's more sustainable where a lot of these other programs can be able to play at the same level or at least attempt to play at the same level as Kentucky has the past few years? 
Oh yeah, I, I think it's been a blast to watch just to see these. You know, the, they're developing. They're getting the the um, four star, high three, low four star. You know, even high four star type players getting them into the programs, developing them. And I mean, even we're getting some. You know five-star talent, you know, sprinkled in with, you know, some of the other content, not contenders, but um, other teams in the SEC that have kind of built their way up and have allowed for this type of overall conference success going into the year. Um, you know, Calipari said at the start of the season, oh, you know, this team, this, this conference is the best I've ever seen it. Go figure. We have to play both, you know, all these great teams twice. And he, he's using it as a kind of a, a crutch just in case, something were to happen, uh, you know, negative going you know, throughout the year. But, uh, yeah, overall, it's, it's been a blast to watch. Um, I, I am very interested to see, you know, obviously the big big news with LSU and Will Wade happened yesterday and you know, the FBI thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if, if there's a little bit of extra stuff going on into it. And I'd hate to see that because, you know, it, it, is, it does make the entire, you know, landscape of college basketball better when the SEC is better, when they're getting – seven, you know, six, seven teams in the NCAA tournament. It's just the, this conference needs, you know, the, the narrative has been for so long that, oh, yeah, Kentucky's so great, but they play no, they, you know, they have a cakewalk throughout the regular season going into the tournament. It doesn't prepare them for the NCAA tournament. Um, you never you never want to hear that narrative, and it just makes the overall product much better when um, you have those middle-tier teams that have been in the middle tier for so long kind of, make that jump into the elite tier and then you do have three or four you know sec contenders and then even national championship contenders so yeah i'm 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 hoping nothing comes of this fbi stuff and uh you know no major sanctions or anything so this this can kind of keep going and i'll certainly make for a great sec tournament this year and an exciting one that is for sure jack pilgrim of kentucky sports radio really appreciate you joining us this morning jack have fun tonight man good luck to the rest of the way and i'm sure we'll be catching up (laughs) with you later down the road absolutely thank you guys so much You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors. For any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.